You're listening to Baking to the B-Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts. They're here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love, while creating recipes inspired by these wonderful abominations. You can follow Baking to the B-Movies on Instagram, at Baking to the B-Movies, and on Twitter at Baking to Be Movies. These ladies dig deep into these movies, and some of the topics covered are disturbing. So this is your spoiler warning and explicit content warning. Listener discretion is advised. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad they literally cannot stop talking about them. Hey, Ash, what's up? Not much. Welcome back to Baking to the Bee Movies, Yay. everybody. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yay. Terrific. Oh, my goodness. My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. Oh, thank you all so much for joining us today. Always good to have everybody back, assuming you all came back. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go with yes. Yes. <laughs> um, you can get our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> a long season it's the season finale it um, is, but yeah. we we are available wherever you get your podcasts uh be sure to like and subscribe we are on instagram at baking to the b movies we're on twitter at baking to b movies and you can reach us directly because i do check it at baking to the b movies at gmail.com for any recommendations for any suggestions if you'd like to file a formal complaint if you have a grievance <laughs> it's festivus you can air those grievances it's festivus, festivus, for the rest of <laughs> us. festivus for the rest of us you can air those grievances directly to us via gmail uh steph how are you I'm doing well how are you I'm I'm doing good it is I can't believe we've reached another End. season finale yeah like i can't believe agreed this is this is the most committed i've been to <laughs> anything or anyone <laughs> right <laughs> me too this is like this is this relationship is just it's getting stronger like a piece of oak like it's just, <laughs> <laughs> right it's aging like a fine wine like a fine wine um we're gonna we're gonna review or talk about the season in its entirety later on um we have a really, really fun movie that we chose, or you chose, actually, and I'm glad that you did. Uh, you chose it for our finale, for our season four finale. Um, I really love this movie. I love everyone that's in it. I had so much fun watching it, and I cannot wait to talk about it. But I feel like we should just quickly revisit uh, our last episode. Um, and we got to talk about your enchiladas that you made for The Curse of La Llorona, or Yal Llorona. Say it better than me. <laughs> Um, La La Rona. La La Rona. <laughs> uh, stuff. Those enchiladas were amazing. Um, a lot of a lot of spice to them. There, I mean, there was there was a period where I was eating them, and I requested some, and I never do this. Like nothing is ever too hot for me. It's true. And I was like, hey, could I get a little more sour cream on the side here, just so I can, you know, yeah. cool it down a little bit? 
And then also, I my nose was a little runny while I was eating it because it's well, a lot, I mean, of, I, lot of heat. <laughs> I neglected to tell you that we put Andy's hot sauce in it. So, awesome. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, we talked about we talked about my my fear, both my admiration and my fear of Andy's hot sauce because it mm. is it is a food group of its own. It is. It is. I, I don't that show hot ones where they eat the wings and answer questions. I feel like there's that one that everybody gets to where they're like sweating profusely and mm. crying and begging for help. And I feel like Andy's hot sauce is like right around that level of of pain. <laughs> In a good way. It's good. Yeah. It's very good. I mean, I guess. The thing is with his hot sauce is there's no actual like there's no fake capsaicin in it. Yeah. So a lot of like those hot sauces that you see yeah. have that like chemical capsaicin capsaicin in it. Yeah. So it's all natural. Yeah, so like it, it's all nor- natural, like heat. Right, so it hurts a little bit, but it's not like uh, it's not like you know an hour later you're still like, reeling you know, from it. Yeah, yeah, reeling and like you can't your your taste buds are numb, can't taste anything for right. like three days. Yeah, like it's, the, the flavor profile on it is very very tasty. It's very very good. Um, that recipe is over on our Instagram. That is at Baking to the B Movies. Um, you can get the full recipe for how to make it step by step. We got some photos for you. And, uh, yeah, if you have any, you know, recommendations of your own version of an enchilada, feel free to feel free to let us know. We might try it. Um, Steph, again, before we get into this movie, which, again, I'm so, so excited to talk about. I really genuinely enjoyed this one. Um, It's the holiday season. I know. I was just talking to Andy. I'm like, well... I can finally watch all of my Christmas movies. Yeah. Now, what's your favorite? What is your favorite Christmas movie? I don't know about my favorite, but my Christmas movies are Krampus, <laughs> Gremlins, <laughs> Gremlins is a good one. Batman Returns. Ooh, that's a good one. Too. I forgot that was a Christmas movie. <laughs> right. Die, Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. In there. Technically a Christmas movie. Technically right. Well, kind of right. <laughs> So those are my jams. Oh, and you know, obviously Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh yeah. And then a Muppet Christmas Carol <gasps> to top it all off. Oh my god, we I were just I think that has to actually be my favorite. We were just talking about this. I the tiny Tim Frog. The <laughs> yeah. the little the little frog puppet with the crutch is my favorite thing in the whole wide world. I love Tiny Tim Frog. Um Tiny <laughs> Tim Frog. Like any other any other version of Tiny Tim, I'm not into i'm not like i I don't know if into is the right word like everybody's like so sympathetic to tiny tim and for good reason yes you know he's young he's disabled and he's like you know he's gonna he's he's gonna die like that's the whole thing he's a sweetheart and he and he's gonna die that's the whole thing debilitating disease yeah and like he's slowly dying and like he can't walk on his own and it's it's sad but like it doesn't pull at my heartstrings the way that that frog puppet does (laughs) the frog puppet does It's so cute. And, I know. and we were talking about how Michael Caine plays it like so, so serious. Perfect. Like he's he's, a perfect he's he is an actor. Yes. Amongst puppets. And he yes. manages to keep it together. And I I feel <laughs> right? like I feel like, like how if, are you acting with all these puppets around? I was you gonna say so super serious. I feel like I'd be losing my mind just like like being like, Oh my god, it's Kermit the Frog. Even though it's clearly not uh, real. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um I think my, man, I'm trying to think of what my favorite Christmas movie is. I've got, like, obviously National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is, like, right up there at the top of the list. Christmas Story. I'm not really into, like, the blatant Christmas stories. Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone is amazing. Home Alone 2 is just as good. Home Alone 2 is wonderful. Um, What else? I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, there's a Christmas Horror Story. That one's good. Yeah. If you ever have a chance to watch that. I Um, like, uh... 
I like It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I want to live again. Well, so I watched I watched It's a Wonderful Life in theaters last last year. Not on Christmas, but like in the days or weeks leading up to it. They did like a late night screening of it. Yeah. And I went with Troy because I don't think he had ever seen it before. Like the, in its entirety, at least. I could be yeah. wrong. I, I, think, I think that was the impression I got is that he hadn't seen it. And uh, I just, I forgot how goddamn funny the part is when, when George is asking the, the fucking Bob or whoever, his, his guardian angel or whatever, yeah. like what happened to, was her name Mary? What happened to Mary, his wife? Yeah. And, and the fucking angel's like hysterical and he's like, you don't want to know George. And he's like, <laughs> no, tell me what happened to Mary. And he's like, he's like, she never got married, George. She became a librarian. She's 27 and she's not married. It's fucking hilarious. And, and it's like, oh and it cuts to her and they got her dressed like a spinster. Like, it's so fucking funny. It's so good. Wow. It's been a long, long time since I've seen that oh, one. It's, it's one of my, and of course, like th- that part comes up and everybody in the theater is just laughing. Like, they're just talking because it doesn't so hold in, up now. It's so um, insane. Also... I would love to be a librarian. That seems like it's a great career. Great I feel career. like we've had this conversation before, but like, yeah, I it's a terrific totally career. Totally be okay being a librarian or like doing a bookstore or something. Um, because it's just so low stress and just chill. So you have anything? Do you have anything? Play, like, like, do you do anything special? Like leading up to? I I love how I'm interviewing you. Like this is a job interview. Like I don't already know like everything about you, but this is for the audience. This isn't for me. This is for the audience. Uh, do you have any like traditions or anything that you're going to be doing? For the holiday season this year, like, do you go anywhere or not really? Yeah, um, I, you know, like occasionally, like I'll I'll see things that are happening that I might want to go to. Like, I love my craft fairs, you know. Oh, I like know the holiday craft fairs. Those are good. Those are always good. You know, but that's not like a traditional thing. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a light fight out in Hubbardston. I'm sorry, what now? A light fight. I found this out like a week ago. And what is this? It's like. I don't know where in... Like, like lightsabers or... No. Christmas lights. Like, people compete oh. Oh. for, like, Christmas... Their Christmas light... That's um, awesome. Like, who displays. can go... All, yeah, who has the craziest... Yeah, like, who has the best stuff. I don't know what they win. I don't know what the... Where the road... Like, what trail it is or anything like that. That's really cool. Um, But, yeah, I think I wanted to go... Just because, you know, that's, like, ten minutes away from me. So. That's neat. Um, let me know when I'll hop in the car. Yeah. See how it is and see if it's actually like, I mean, it's not far, so. No, that sounds awesome. I love stuff like that. I know. Right. Um, but um, like, you know, just random little things like that. Occasionally y'all go to Yankee Candle. As you should. It's right by me. I know. It's amazing. I usually go there. Well, was it last year? I think. No, I I was going to say, I usually go there the day after Thanksgiving, but I really feel like I don't. Because I feel like going there the day after Thanksgiving is... Oh, it's a shit show. Yeah. It's a nightmare. I feel like I'm probably not that that day. Well, but you I usually wanna... will go out there sometime during the season. Well, I was going to say, what you want to do is you want to pick, like, a random weekday. Right. Like, going going to the Yankee Candle... So, for those of you who are from New England, even if you're not, the Yankee Candle headquarters is in Deerfield, Massachusetts, which historic is about... Historic Deerfield. <laughs> historic Deerfield, Massachusetts, which is about 10 minutes away from where I, where I currently live. And um, just a quick little jaunt over, and I can buy candles whenever I want. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the weekends, because it's, like, a ton of people from New York come and, like, New <laughs> yeah. Jersey and, like, Connecticut. They're always there on, like, Saturdays and Sundays, and it's a fucking mob scene. Um, you want to go on, like, a random, like, Tuesday at, like, 11 in the morning. Because there's yes. just, like, it's no one there. 
except people like me who are like, I don't want to be crowded. I want to be <laughs> able to smell my candles in peace and not have to deal with screaming children everywhere. Like that little room where they have the snow. Like yeah. trying to navigate through that to get to more candles is hell on <laughs> earth because the kids are just screeching and like waiting for the snow to come out of the ceiling because it snows every three minutes in that room. Yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. So I like on a random room. Tuesday, so we should go. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's just, all right, listen, let's just skip this episode. Let's go to Yankee Candle. Um, right now? <laughs> right this second. Um, so, I mean, we're probably going to talk about the holidays a little bit later because we have a little bit of an announcement to make at the end of this that I'm excited for. You're looking at me like what? <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose we could talk about it. It was going to be a surprise, but well, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, because we got to give the people something to look forward to. Oh, I'm sure they're going to look forward to it's, this. It's our <laughs> it's our Christmas present to our valued subscribers and followers and supporters and friends and family who have listened to this and told us to keep going and to keep doing this and told us how great we are because we are great oh, well, just... <laughs> yeah i mean we're 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 right up there um notch. another thing that's great is this movie that we've chosen for the finale um mm, i, I love, this movie. love this movie i love it um and i think we can get right into it steph do you want to do the honors of mm. our season four finale and mm. let people know what movie we're reviewing yes. today. So the 2010 seminal classic, All About Evil. Yes. Featuring Natasha Leone, my bae. Oh, I love her. And Peaches Christ, who actually written and directed this movie. Really? Mm-hmm. I also have to acknowledge the fact that... Love McQueen. Um, Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Elvira. The, the Elvira, Elvira. The mistress of the dark. <laughs> she plays a huge role in this movie. Yep. Um, but as, not as Elvira. No, she is She is not Elvira in this movie, but she is still just as beautiful and seductive. Trans- transcendent. Yes, I just, yeah. oh my God. And then we also have uh, Thomas Decker, who yep. is wonderful in this. Uh, Noah Segan, Sagan, not quite sure how to say his name. Um, also just wonderful in this. Mink Stoll. Yes. Anybody else that we can think of? Uh, think of. I write this shit down. (laughs) I mean, there was, uh, who the hell is that? (laughs) Patrick Bristow, (laughs) who is in Showgirls. Oh, my movie. My movie. (laughs) I know, that's Showgirls. Jack Donner. Okay. Mr. Twiggs. Yes. Yep. He was in Michael Jackson's This Is It, by the way. In case really? you didn't know. Yeah. I did not know that, but now and, that I do. And the infamous Stigmata. <laughs> oh, Stigmata's good. That's a good movie. Right. Um, Showing my age. <laughs> Anywho. I th- yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty great cast. Um, and it's it's horror and gory and full of comedy. Funny. And the story is fantastic. And it's so, like... Beautifully just campy. It's so campy and, and fun. This yeah. is like a cult classic midnight movie. Yes. Um, the one that you will like go and see at someplace like the Coolidge Corner Theater. Yes. Which reminded me a lot of like certain aspects of this movie reminded me of the Coolidge. So the Victoria. Yeah. I think we can. In old San Fran. Yes. And I think with that being said, I think we you can get, get into right it. Into Let's it. dive right into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, so. So <laughs> go oh, on. Well, I was gonna say this movie hey, starts. Uh, this movie starts, I believe, in the 
is it the 70s? 1984. Oh, 1984. I was way <laughs> off, sorry. Uh, 1984, uh, we are at the Victoria Theater in San Francisco. They are having a like children's theater matinee, I think is what they call it. Um, yeah. I think they're showing a movie. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's like a movie theater. Um, it is, but it has a stage. Yeah. So you can like give like a little speech before, or, like do a little performance. And that's exactly what's happening when this movie starts is in 1984, the lead up to The Wizard of Oz, uh, they're going to have like an introduction to it. And yes. it's going to be a song by a little girl named Debbie <laughs> whose father owns the theater. It's yep. his owns theater. Owns and operates the Victoria Theater. Yes. And he is very passionate about movies and cinema and art yep. um, and creation. Showmanship. Showmanship. All that good stuff. And leading up to it, he's basically <clears throat> telling you know, Debbie, who is dressed as Dorothy. His daughter. His daughter. And she's very shy and kind of unsure of herself. He's telling her, like, she has star quality. Right. And she's going to be famous, and she's going to take them to the top. Um, but the sentiment is not really uh, shared by her. I don't know if it's her mother or her Step, stepmother. Stepmother, I believe. Who is... She calls her mother, but I'm pretty sure it's a stepmother. Yeah, and the stepmother is a fucking bitch. <laughs> a vapid awful individual yes person. and she's but, dressed as the wicked witch of the west like in the green makeup yeah, and very everything. topical <laughs> yeah everybody's like dressed up like i think the father's just like the wizard yeah like yeah. they're all because they're gonna do like an introduction to the actual movie that they're yeah. playing for kids on like a random afternoon yeah um so he is gonna play piano and debbie is gonna sing and the stepmother's just kind of off to the side being the worst <laughs> yes and debbie is not great She's she sounds like me when I was starting this episode, just off key and <laughs> unsure of myself and nervous. Um, but she's singing she's singing like a like a song that they wrote like to introduce the matinee. Yeah, and she's very clearly like experiencing stage fright. Yeah, she's, she's nervous, sh- shy, nervous. It's in that. So she's singing. Yes, she's singing. Yeah. Unfortunately, she pees herself. Yeah. And the kids see in the audience see it. Of course. And they're laughing. And, and, but she's still going. She's still, so, show must go on. Good on her. Yeah. yeah. And she's peeing all over, like, wires. Yeah, there's wires leading up to the microphone. And she's not touching the microphone just yet, but she's no. singing. The stepmother's off to the side in cackling. her, yeah, cackling. Um, the kids in the audience are laughing. And then when she goes to do, like, the big finale of the song, she grabs the microphone stand and immediately gets electrocuted. Yes. Like, immediately. Um and the dad, like, stops what he's doing to take care of her. Meanwhile, the stepmother's still just laughing. Cackling away. Laughing hysterically. And I was looking at that, and I was like, this is 1984, and that face paint that she has on, like, that green paint probably has lead in it. So <laughs> who really gets the last laugh? Like, Well, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll talk about what happens to her later. Um, well, Debbie gets, like, this – she gets, like, the – what's the girl's name in X-Men who gets the stripe in her hair from – Rogue. Rogue. She gets, like, the rogue stripe in her yeah, hair from getting like, – elect- She has, like, the yeah. white stripe in her hair from getting electrocuted. Yeah. Um, and she lives because – She does survive. We now go to – Right. What we're assuming is, like, the present – uh, mm-hmm. But a few years later. We say 16 years later. Yeah. Let's give her that. And Debbie is now full grown mm-hmm. and working as a librarian. Yes. It all comes full circle, which is a respectable career. She is. And she works with Evelyn. Evelyn. Who is played by Mink Stoltz. Yes. Um, but at the same time, she still operates um, the, movie, the theater. movie theater. And she, what she does is 
you know, she just has like creature looking, features, like and creature, stuff. like mid, not necessarily midnight showings, but she does like she screenings, does, like, screenings of like cult of classic, class, yeah. yeah, cult classics. And she basically like works. I would love uh, to have a theater like that. That's my dream job. Like, right? I would love that. But she, anyways, she works the concession stand, and she does everything. She's the only employee. Well, she's not the only employee. Yes, she's got Mister Twigs, who's like the projectionist. Yeah, but that's about it. That's all. That yeah, they he have. does like the maintenance and the and he handles the projection. And yeah, it's just it's just a one screen theater. Yeah. So, um, e- Evelyn is so Evelyn works at the library with Debbie, and Evelyn is concerned because Debbie's father, we learned, has has since passed away. Yeah. Um. And she's basically keeping the theater open, like, to honor him. Yeah. Because it was his dream. It was his thing. That like, was, like, yeah. his, his favorite thing in the world was this theater. She doesn't want to close it down. She wants to keep doing what she's doing. Right. I mean, the theater itself is falling apart and is a little dilapidated. Yeah. You know, she's not making any money or yeah. very little money. Right. You know? So. Um Evelyn, but, she, but to her discretion, she is keeping it open. Yeah, and she's doing like these screenings, these random like creature features. Um, Evelyn, at one point, you know, prior to Debbie going back to the theater, you know, she's she's talking about her own life, like as a comparison, and she says, you know, she doesn't have a husband. She's like, I have no husband, I have no children. It's just me and my cats. And I was like, <laughs> that's me. That's that's a look. Right. That's a look into my future right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not hope the whole future. Well. But I'm, I'm fine with should, it. <laughs> I've made, I've made peace well, with Well, I mean, it. you know, with what happens in this movie. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. No, no. However, Everything else open up great. a vintage theater and I'll be there every weekend. I have a vintage theater around the corner from my... Is uh, it the Greenfield? The Garden. It, the Garden. The Garden. Yeah. They show, uh, they show like, current movies, but every once in a while they'll throw the, in, like, I've a... i they do, like... Like, at Halloween they did, like, a Hitchcock thing. And, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Like that. that is cool. Um... So now Debbie is at the theater. She's working the concession stand, and we meet Stephen, yes. who is like a huge horror movie fan. He's basically us. Um, uh, yeah, like he's a big, he's a fanatic. Yeah, he just like, he loves not necessarily fanatic, but he's um, he loves horror. He wants to be an animator. Yeah, like he wants to work in movies and animate. And he is always at these screenings. And him and him and Debbie are kind of on like a. A familiar first name basis. Like yeah, he's a regular. Friendly. She knows exactly like popcorn and a soda. She knows exactly what he what he's gonna get. Um, he's wearing new Converse that she compliments. Right. And he's talking so about cute. how he he's like I need to I need to dirty them up a little bit. I hate when they're like super, super clean white. like this. Which don't worry, it'll yeah, happen. Dirty them up. Um. So he goes in to watch this screening of I forget what it was. It was some like B movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember either. <clears throat> but um, but is it like him and maybe like two other people? Yeah, in the there's really nobody there's else like in the theater. There. Like a handful of people. So they're waiting for the movie to start. And Mister is it Mister Twigs? The projectionist. Yes. The older gentleman is Mister Twigs. Mister yes. Twigs is like walking to the theater because he does the projection, and he encounters Debbie's stepmother. Yes. Who's also making her way to the theater. Yes. Because she wants to sell it. Yes. And her and Debbie are like co-owners of it. I'm assuming yeah. the father left, left it, it to the two of them. them. Yeah. Which is crazy because I feel like if my kid got electrocuted and like my spouse was like cackling about it, that's the end of that marriage. Like, Yeah. No. Well, every relationship is different, I guess. But yeah. still. But even then, like I still feel like you uh, like would just leave that to your kid because like. Your spouse, they're not going to want to run that. Like, if you want to keep it open, yeah, leave it to the kid who would do it justice. Yeah, not the 
I mean, but then again, you know, it's always different. Yeah. You know, it's never the same. But Um, that's just me. But anyway, so he, yeah, he encounters her. Yeah. And doesn't she mention something about selling it to him? Yeah, she's, they're going to sell it and he's begging her not to. And she's just being super condescending and degrading and and rude. Yeah, she like hands him $20 to make him go away and like goes to find Debbie in the theater. And he's like, $20, bitch. And I'm like, I feel that. Right. I feel that in my soul. Right. Like, um, Like they really, they do a really good job of making sure that you hate this woman. Yeah, all the people you're supposed to hate, you hate them. Yeah. They do a really, really good job at that. Yeah. So she goes into the theater. Now, the movie still has not started. Yeah. And and she basically confronts Debbie with, like, you're going to sign this form selling the theater. The land is worth a ton of money. Right. It's like, like a we're small co- fortune. Yeah. Like, this this belongs to both of us. And Debbie, who is, like, mousy and timid. Yes. She kind of develops some balls because she's like, she no, I'm not going to. No. And the stepmother basically just abuses her like she puts her left and right yeah she's like Like insulting names yeah insulting the way she looks and dresses and telling her she's a nobody and a nothing and then like at one point she takes debbie's hand and like puts it on the popcorn thing that's like super hot right burns her hand burns her hand like Um, who no normal person does that yeah and Um, Meanwhile, the people in the theater are still waiting for this goddamn film to start. (laughs) Um, And what Debbie doesn't realize is that there's security cameras in the lobby. Which which she should have. Yeah, you would think. But it's facing towards the concession stand where her and her stepmother are having it out. So doesn't her uh, her stepmom there, I want to say it's stepmom. I think it's a stepmom. I think it's a stepmother. But she calls her mother. Um, Any child who calls their mom mother is just... Not a good relationship. To no me. wire <laughs> hangers ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, she hand. She has like uh, not a deed, but you know, like basically a bill of sale or something. Yeah. And like slides it over to her with a pen. Right. And she takes the pen and she's holding this pen up because this woman is just being brutal to poor Debbie. Yeah. And she's like, "What are you gonna do with that pen?" And she shows her. And she shows her right quick. By jamming that thing directly in her jugular. <laughs> right? Like, boom. Right in her like, fucking neck. Right. Oh, and, great. And it, it's in that moment that Debbie, who up until this point has been mousy and timid, gets the bloodlust. And <laughs> immediately, like, she's totally into it. She, like, tackles the mother and is just stabbing her repeatedly with this pen. And she's, and like, you, wiping the blood yeah, over her. Like, yeah, she's, she's, like, like super, getting off on it. Yeah, she's having, like, an orgasmic moment, like, rubbing this blood all over her. And you can see it from the security footage. Yes, they keep panning to, like, the actual security yeah. footage. So you, so it's the whole thing is there. Yeah. So Debbie only comes out of her trance when she can hear the people in the movie theater yelling, like, start Where the movie. Where the hell is this movie? So she's like, fuck. And she runs up to the projection room. Leaves to... the mother there, by the way. Yes. Just leaves her body on the floor. There's blood everywhere. She runs up to start the the movie yeah the projector room and you would think that someone who's like running this theater manning the theater would like learn how to run it properly like run the projection screen you know she was you know panicked yeah frazzled because she just took a life granted that life was worth taking yes (laughs) but you know she's a little going a little bonkers there for a hot minute so she's so now did you notice this scene where she's, like, in the projector room and she's just randomly pushing buttons? Yes. She's hitting like, all the buttons. Like, she's hitting all the buttons. Not a, and, and meanwhile, she's covered in blood. So there's blood getting all over this stuff, Everything. right? She finally manages to hit the play button. But it's not for the movie. No. 
It's for the security footage. <laughs> so she starts projecting the security footage of, of what just happened of, onto the screen. And the crowd's watching it. Mm-hmm. And I say crowd because it's only a handful of people. Yeah. So Steven people. and these like few people are like watching the screen and they watch her stab her stepmom and like rub the blood all over her. Go all bonkers. And they fucking love, love it. it. They love they it. Absolutely love they it. They think it's like this art house like short film. Yeah. Now, while they're intrigued by this movie, Mr. Twiggs comes back and finds the dead stepmother on the floor. Yeah. He goes into the movie theater, sees the footage while everybody else is watching of Debbie killing her stepmother. Yep. He <laughs> is so happy about it. Like, I've never seen someone so, like, thrilled right? at the fact that, like, oh, this is a crime that just happened. This is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. And he's the MVP because he's just so, like, eager to, like, jump in and cover it up. Yeah, like he does. And he like covered it up beautifully. Yeah, he like bring he drags the mother up to the attic. Right. Yeah. Um. You know. Well, he goes in the projection room and like starts the actual movie. Yes. Um. And he drags the mother up into the projection room, and Stephen at this point has like ventured out to see like to talk to Debbie. Yes. And he steps in blood, but doesn't realize it. Yeah. So he does dirty up his shoes. He gets what he wants, but he goes back <laughs> in to watch yeah. the main feature. Um, and Mr. Twiggs is telling Debbie, like, you know, no one's going to smell the body up here. Like, this ceiling is so high. Like, it'll be fine. And he's like, you should get cleaned up, though, because, like, you're covered in blood. Like, yeah. It's, you know, people are going to notice. Right. And when the movie is over, everyone's, like, leaving. And they're telling her, like, how much they love the short feature. Like, the short. Like, yeah. Film. Well, it doesn't, uh, Mr. Twiggs comes out and says, like, oh, I hope you enjoyed, like, our short film. Yeah. Um, and he just talks about that and basically covers it up, making it look like, like it was an on actual purpose. Yeah, like short a... film that was made by by them. Yeah, and when Steven's leaving, he's telling Debbie like you should make more of those because that was super entertaining. Like that was yeah. really good. Yeah, he and, loved it. And she starts slowly but surely, like she you kind of see her like smile and like oh okay, like coming out of her shell a little bit. Yep. And Natasha Leone is so cute. I love her. I love her. She's, She's so adorable. like pretty and and just. Oh, my God, I love her. Um, so she's going to take his advice, and she's going she to make more. Yeah, because, like, you know, maybe there's a way to save the theater. Yeah. Getting people in by having these homemade. This is what people want to say, yeah. Short, yeah, like, people want to see this stuff. So she's going to team up with Mr. Twigs to make some movies, while this is happening, Steven, we learn, who, you know, wants to be an animator, yeah. he's also getting into some shit at school. Like, they've, he because he's so into horror and so into, like, the blood and the gore and, like, scary shit, like, the school thinks he's, like, going to be, like, a school shooter right. or something. Um, and it's concerning to his mother, who is played by Cassandra Peterson, the Elvira herself. Cassandra Peterson. And all she wants to do is just spend time with her kid yeah, and, like, she's support him. Yeah, she's, like, she's wonderful. Like, she's, like, a, an excellent mom in this. She's so she great plays perfectly. Exactly how she was supposed to do it. Um, so at the next, like, movie event that Debbie has, um, she is, uh, there's, there's more people, like, at, at the movie theater. And she is feeling a little bit more confident. You can tell, like, she's a little bit more talkative. The The theater attracts, like, some drag queens that are, like, really big in the movie. Like Peaches Christ, who's in this, plays herself. Yes. Love it. Um, I love her. 
but it so there's like a lot more people than I think Debbie anticipated who are here to see. Yeah, I think that that she was playing that particular. Well, we'll call it her short film for like a little while before yes. she was able to get another one going. Yes. So at one point, this like goth girl comes in, like hot topic chick. Yeah. And she's saying that she's seen it three times. Yes. And she's on her phone. Like she's like she calls like she's walking into the theater. And she, like, gets a phone call and answers it. And Debbie is just kind of, like, disgusted by the fact that she's on her phone. So, like, before the girl goes in the theater, she asks, you know, for a soda. And Debbie, like... Drugs her. Drugs her. (laughs) Yeah. And the girl goes in. You know, they play, I'm assuming, probably the same short again. And then whatever creature feature. Um, Everybody leaves, except for this one girl. Woman. She she wakes up well after everyone has gone. Yes. And We're she, not sure how long after, but everybody else is gone. The movie is off. Yeah. She's in the theater by herself. Yeah. And she's locked in there. Yes. She tries to get... She she gets up and she's like, the hell? But she's like, whatever. So she gets up. Because she got like fucking... Like, <laughs> was it codeine or whatever? She yeah, whatever she in put soda. in her soda. Um, <laughs> but she goes to leave, you know, through the back doors... But they're all they're they're locked shut. Yeah, and she's she can't and she's yelling and she's like I'm I'm in here I'm still in here and like the pro- the projection screen goes up yeah and she like goes towards the back and she's doing that thing where she's like hello hello and plus she can there's noise happening yeah I'm pretty sure she can hear the noise so she's kind of following it because she needs to get out of this theater yeah meanwhile while she's tunneling her way through. What seems to be like this insane back backstage area? Yeah, nuts. Like it looks huge, yeah. and it's nothing but like hallways. Yeah. You see, Mister Twigs following her with an axe and with, a camera. With an axe and a camera. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was wearing a cloak too. But they just, I, I do, I just, I genuinely love how like when people in horror movies will be like, "Hello," and nobody answers, but like something will like move that's clearly guiding them towards like, a, like get you to go this way and they just do it <laughs> right I'm like if no one's answering you when you're going like hello is anyone there or like somebody help me no one's answering you but like shit is but you can hear somebody you can hear somebody and they're clearly like steering you towards a direction maybe don't go in that direction it seems like a really bad idea um she gets attacked by mr twigs like he swings the axe at her and she you know she manages to duck and he hits the wall and he's filming the whole thing in like black and white and he's, and he's chasing oh, her and like a door opens that like leads her into like another fucking another room and then another Doesn't door she opens. she lose her shirt? At one like point, yeah, at one point her titties are out. Like because just her top. Just her top. Like she's still got her pants on, but yeah. her titties are just out for they're like just, they're just a out. solid 10 minutes while yeah. she's fleeing in fear. Yes. Um, she runs into Debbie who is dressed like fucking Marie Antoinette. Like, <laughs> Well, we know why she's dressed like Marie Antoinette. Oh, we find out. We find yeah. out really quick. Yeah. Um, and she's like telling, she's telling Debbie, she's like, I'm being chased by a killer. Like, you got to help me. And Debbie's Debbie like speaking. Yeah, she just starts acting with like this like French accent. And the girl's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and, uh, and Mr. Twig comes in and, you know, a, a scuffle ensues. And she, you know, she gets bested by Mr. Twiggs. Yeah. And they pan over to their plan, which is they just went out and bought a straight up guillotine. Guillotine. <laughs> right? Guillotine. 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 Um, 
just fucking straight up bought a guillotine. Like, where did you get that? It's amazing the things you can find on eBay. Um, and like the and her head won't her head won't like fit. In. It won't fit in the hole. No. It will not fit in the hole. So <laughs> he just kind. Of, she's like, you know, I, I forget what it is. Well. Is it Debbie's like, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get her head in there. You're just giving her a much needed nose job. Because yes. she's like smashing <laughs> yeah. her head into the thing. She's like, it doesn't fit. You're not going to get it in there. You're just going to give her a much needed nose job. But then she like. The girl like falls like, over. Falls over. And, or fall, then does she get up and falls like into the guillotine? But her breast just falls through like the hole there. Right. And then like, they just look at each other just like, eh. So then we get to the next screening that they do. And Stephen, and there's even more people. Yeah. Um, and they start the movie with another short film that has been, you know, written and directed and stars Debbie. Yep. And it is the footage that they got backstage chasing this girl into this room. And, you know, the the scene, which everybody cringed. I, I love that they showed the people in the theater cringing because I cringed. Because it's cringy. Like, it's so cringy. But... Debbie is it, the whole point of this is silence your phones before you come in the theater. Yes, that's the whole thing. It was so she, good. And and she, and she's like, you know, you you know, it was it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And they and they cut off in the guillotine. They cut off one boob. <laughs> yeah. And the whole crowd's like, oof. And she's like, but because you were on your phone, it was the worst of times. And they cut off the other, the other boob. <laughs> and, after they play that, they have, like, a banner that comes up on the screen. Yeah. Silence your phones. It's even rude to French people. So good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fucking good. Um, like, legit, everyone's just, like, like holding their, like, holding their, their chest, chest. Yeah. Stephen had brought his friend Judy to the screening. Yes. Because, like, she's, like, his, one of his best friends. Yeah. He wants her to see this. So she's sitting there and she's like watching this. And, you know, afterwards, like the next day they're at school and they're having a discussion about it. And she is, you know, they're talking about the actress and she's like, you know, the actress who they have in the guillotine wasn't even that good. It was like some like suicide girl reject. And I was like, oh, there's a throwback. Right. My God, I haven't heard suicide girls in fucking ages. Um, But she is a 2010 social justice feminist warrior yeah, and yeah. and she she accuses debbie of like hating herself and like that's why yeah, she's doing like, this uh very anti-feminist yes um and he's defending it he's like this is art it's like very realistic yeah blah, blah, blah. she's a pioneer yeah <laughs> like you don't see female horror directors and you don't yeah you're seeing more of them now thank god yeah but he made a valid point yeah so he's in he's in class and he's like sketching the scene that he had seen the night before at the movie theater of the girl getting her, her boob cut off in the in the guillotine and the teacher like catches him doing it. And the teacher's problematic through this whole thing. She has it out for him. Yeah. And she thinks that he's gonna be a school shooter. He's gonna be like a terrorist or whatever. Yeah. And she like takes his notepad and she calls his mom to like complain about him. Um meanwhile he's at lunch, like after all this happens, he's at lunch with Judy and like two other friends of theirs, and he gets asked out by what i'm assuming is like the popular girl claire claire yeah claire she wants to go she she heard that he knows debbie who now at this point now that she's gaining she's, some stardom she's 
she's going by much more popular, but now she's going by Deborah. Deborah, which <laughs> my I'm gonna have my mom start calling herself Deborah. Her name's her name's Deborah. <laughs> like, yeah, Deborah. Deborah. She's calling herself Deborah, and she's getting more confident. She's like changing her look. Yeah, like she's like owning her shit. It's she great. Is. It's very empowering. Um, <laughs> but Claire wants to meet Deborah because whatever she just wants to meet her she's famous now and she asks steven if they can go to a movie like that weekend if they can go to the theater that weekend and he's like yeah sure now debbie and mr twiggs at this point realize that they need to hire some help yes they're getting big enough where the two of them cannot handle the business that they're getting right so however to their credit the people that they hire fall right in line <laughs> yes because they hire first they hire two murderous twins, twins that are being which released are, it's creepy as fuck anyway yeah they don't but, talk or anything yeah these twins were being released from uh was it a mental hospital yes for killing their mother yes and and deborah <laughs> and they, and they pose as family they, yeah they pose as like a you know she's like oh i want i want to bring my nieces home and like rehabilitate them yeah and no one looks in a no, everyone just, like, okay. just checks out. They're like, okay, yep, here you go. So now she's got these two twins, these murderous twins. Mm-hmm. They also enlist the aid of this, I don't know if he's like a homeless person or just a like vagrant. a drug a vagrant, <laughs> drug vagrant. addict. All of the all of the above. But they catch him like beating up this older woman <laughs> and stealing her stealing shit her purse. in yeah. broad daylight. And they decide he's the guy that they need. It is just a fucking grab bag of, like, random characters. Yes. Like, it's nuts. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just the fucking Wild West of characters. It's all these, like, randos that are just falling into line with whatever Deborah wants. Yeah, well, she wants, you know, she wants to make these movies, but she can't keep it all a secret. Right. So she's going to find people who are just as messed up, I guess. Yeah. And are cool with murder. Yeah. <laughs> And while she's, while she's working on, uh, while she's working on her next movie and trying to plan her next killing, I guess, <laughs> murder. um, Evelyn, murder. Evelyn shows up at the movie theater, like banging on the door, trying to get her attention. Cause she wants to talk to her. Yeah. And Mr. Twiggs, like, he's like, Hey, there was somebody here to see you. They left you this, this letter. And she's like, you know, did you hear her banging? She's always so loud. Like all she does is just make a ton of noise. Like, you know. Somebody should just shut her the fuck up, basically. Yeah. And yeah. a little light bulb goes off. And I can't remember. Is this before or after the Claire thing? Because I mean, um, people start getting killed in rapid succession. Yeah. I'm not. I think it might be after Claire. I think so. Because when. So they go to the theater. Yes. Um, Stephen brings Claire to like another screen. Yeah, but I don't know if they did the one with Evelyn. I think that's after okay um um but yeah so so claire who is super rude anyway yeah she has her phone yeah which is very specific because you know it's, it's bedazzled. bedazzled it's a so, it's so one if of you those saw, like, you knew it was hers you knew that was her it's phone. a flip phone and it's bedazzled and it's pink and it's yeah, yeah i think i had the same one um, <laughs> and they make a, a com and actually uh the couple of the drag queens come in that yes. same night and um Claire made a comment about Debbie's makeup. Yes. And she's like, oh, well, there's too much of it. She looks like a drag queen. And the drag queens are, like, right behind her. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But the twins overhear this. The yes. twins overhear her yes, they do. talking shit. 
And they just kind of look at each other. <laughs> right. and, yeah, and Claire's like, you know, she's not even that pretty. Right. And Steven's like, she's... You can tell that she's not that pretty because she wears so much makeup. It's she like, looks like a drag queen. And it's like, Natasha Lyonne is stunning. Like, <laughs> stunning. I wish I looked like that. Like, she's <laughs> right? so goddamn like, pretty. I want her hair so Oh, bad. my God. I have her hair, and, it's, and, and I still want her hair. Like, right? <laughs> I want my hair to be like her hair. My hair's like hers, just not as good. Like, everything <laughs> Natasha Lyonne is is just better than me and everyone around us and oh she's perfect um i love her so much <laughs> right so, so anyways um i can't remember it's like the uh the drag queens make some sort of comment but oh they sit directly in front of her yes. and steven so they're blocking her view because yes. they have huge they hair. Have hair and claire's bullshit so at one point she's like gonna go so oh, uh Deborah gets up to give a speech to thank everybody for all their continued support. Yeah. And she's talking about her father and how much the theater meant to her. And like in the middle of her speech, Claire gets up to go pee. Yes. And Deborah sees this and she's pissed. Mm-hmm. And Claire goes out. The twins are out there. She goes in the bathroom and they immediately put the out of order sign on the outside of the door mm-hmm. while she's in there. And they just like barge into the stall and yep, Deborah. Her to yeah, Deborah. Pieces. Deborah goes out like after her speech after the movie starts. She goes in the bathroom. They're filming still. Mm-hmm. And she just stabs the shit out of Claire in the bathroom yeah, stall. blood everywhere. Um, now, at this point, uh, you know, Stephen's mom is still concerned about him. He seems distant and aloof. And we have this scene where she's, like, in his bedroom. Well, he, after this, he goes out into the lobby looking for Claire because she doesn't come back. Yeah, she kind of disappeared. And the vagrant and the twins are, like, cleaning out the bathroom. And they're, like, disposing of the body just, like, in a garbage bag. They actually push it right by him, too. And he doesn't so even it's notice. Like one of those big, like, trash dumpster thingies yeah. on wheels. Yes. And it's, like, a body-sized bag in this dumpster yes with blood all around like the edge yes and he and he asks nobody bats an eye <laughs> he asks like has anybody seen this you know red hair you know pink outfit or whatever yeah and the vagrant is like oh she left Adrian. in a yeah Adrian. she left in a cab by herself yeah and steven is dejected like <laughs> this girl stood him up he tries calling her there's no answer it goes right to her voicemail um, so when he's at home and like his mom is like trying to talk to him about like everything that's going on and what he's going through, he basically alludes to the fact that he might be in love with Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. Deborah. Deborah Tanise. Yes. Yeah. He's, he might be in love with her. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'd like someone, but she's like older. And it immediately goes to the Elvira poster above his bed, which is so <laughs> fucking funny. Which it's is absolutely amazing because there's Cassandra Peterson. Like right in front of mom, him. Yeah. And she like looks at the poster. It's it's awesome. Um, so now we get the scene with Evelyn because yes. they need to make their next movie. Yes. And so I'm thinking like the thing with Claire is that they just killed her because she was being rude. Yeah. She's being rude and fuck her and she sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But they did film it though. They did. They did. Um, anyways, aside from that, so then they plan on their next film and what they, all of them is they actually go to the library. Yes. To ambush Evelyn. Yeah. Um, Evelyn is closing up for the evening. Mm -hmm. She's locking up and kind of the same thing. She like closes a thing and she hears things. And yes. she's like, uh, hello? <laughs> and she has to go check it out. Of course, because she's white. She's a white woman <laughs> in a movie. She's a white woman. <laughs> um, and she, uh, she encounters Adrian and the twins. Um, Mr. Twiggs is there, of course, filming the whole thing. 
And then she runs into Deborah. And she, at first she doesn't even recognize her because she looks so completely different. Right, because she had that whole, like, Victorian get yes. up again. Now, the she re- did costume and makeup. Yes, and she's and doing, character. she's doing like an accent, like, and, and they chase her around the library. And I love, what I love about like these kind of movies about campy they are, is when somebody's running away for help, they're like flailing, but also running very slowly. <laughs> like there's no momentum. And it just reminds me of, uh, I think it's like Scary Movie 2, when Anna Ferris Cindy, is like running away from the fucking ghost and she's just flailing, but like <laughs> she's like going in circles and like doing this with her hands yes. over her head. And oh, those movies are so great. <laughs> fucking, fucking Brenda. Now, please just mutilate her white ass and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy, the TV's leaking. Um, I love Brenda. <laughs> oh my god. Anywho, so uh, to their credit, they do catch up to Evelyn, they do get her. Yes. And they tie her up. They tie her up. Um, they don't kill her. Not right away. No, no. They have plans for her. So, And it involves shutting her the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So we have this excellent shot of Deborah, Debbie, sewing her mouth shut. Like legit. It's like gross. Like legit. Yeah. Excellent practical effects, though. Yes. Perfect. No CGI. No nonsense. It's so good. Yeah. Um. And the whole point of this movie that they're making is their next short film before the actual feature. It's don't talk during the movie. Like, yep. it's rude. <laughs> yep. Like, they're uh, they're really, like, you know, intertwining it yeah. into the whole thing. Yeah, stay so off your phones. very fo- clever. Yeah, stay off your phones and don't talk. Right. Um, so they don't, but like you said, they don't, they don't kill. They don't kill her. They do a whole bunch of torturey stuff, but they still put her in the attic. And they leave her there. With her lips sewn shut. With her lips sewn shut. And I do like that when we see her again, it's very clearly, like, infected. Like, it's great. It's It's so fucking great. Um, Which also, you put thought into it. Yes. You know, like, oh, like, clearly that would cause an infection. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you for putting thought into it. Now, Deborah, with her growing fame and people, like, just being obsessed with her in the theater, she's getting a big head. Like, she's very arrogant now. She's very conceited. Um, You know, Stephen tries talking to her, and she kind of brushes him off. You know, he asks if he can have a job at the theater. Yeah. And she says no, but that if anything, you know, if a position opens, he'll be your first call. Right. Or whatever. But, like, she's very just, like, full of herself at this point because she's getting (laughs) all the attention that she's... She's getting all this attention that she never got before. Exactly. You know, she's coming out of her shell. She's being more confident. Yes. All this stuff. Um, Stephen meets up with Judy, his, his friend, the yep. feminist. Yep. And she's basically saying that she has landed an interview with Deborah, did not tell her it was for the school paper and did also did not tell her that it was about Deborah being an anti-feminist. She's basically writing like a hit piece for the school paper. Yeah. But she's going to go to the theater after school and, and interview Deborah. Stephen, meanwhile, is getting heat because Claire never came home. No one can find her. He was the last person that they saw her with. Mm-hmm. He's at the school and the cops come to, like, question him. Claire's parents are there questioning him. That fucking yeah. pain in the ass teacher's blaming him for everything. And everybody's accusing him yeah. of Claire's disappearance. And there is a cop that, like, is on his side that's like, there's no evidence here that a crime's yes. been committed. Yeah, like, like, you can go. Like, there's no evidence. Right. And everybody's freaking out because, you know. Yeah. 
So he goes he goes home and he tries calling Claire again and he also tries calling Judy who is now at her interview at the theater. At the theater, yeah. And she's in the back room. Mr. Twiggs brings her to like the office to meet with Deborah. Yeah. And she notices a phone on the table, a cell phone with like it's somebody's peeling the like bedazzled the shit jewel, off of it. The jewels off of it. And yeah. she's familiar with that phone because that's Claire's phone. She it's knows obvious. who Claire yeah. is. Like everybody knows who Claire is. Yeah. It's very obviously Claire's phone. So she takes it. Real she like she realizes like what the fuck is going on. Like this girl's missing and they she's have her missing phone. Missing and they have her phone. Yeah, it's pretty telling. So she puts the phone like in her shirt just as Deborah's walking in and she tries canceling the interview. She does. She, she wa- doesn't do it very subtly though. No. <laughs> she's just she starts freaking out she's like i can't i, I gotta I got reschedule sick. i don't feel good like and then uh deborah's just slowly walking downstairs like accosting her yeah she's like you know it's not very professional to schedule so schedule i'm a very busy woman yeah you know and adrian comes down and he's like she took the phone and yeah. and judy's like what phone what are you talking about and he calls it and it starts it ringing in her shirt. It does. Um, and they just basically gang up on her, and you, we'll find out what happens to her. Right. But. Um, I'm wondering uh, when we see Evelyn again. I think we missed the part of her being up there, and then her mouth is all infected. But she does. I think open they're. Her I mouth. think they're showing the footage of her getting her lips sewn shut at one point because like the crowd's like recoiling yeah and she managed like she opens her mouth and rips the stitches out it's so gross she does. and she's screaming she for help screaming and mr twiggs hears it yeah and he goes up with an axe and just <laughs> cuts her fucking head off just, and that's the end of her yeah <laughs> um there, and so at this point steven can't reach judy he can't reach claire mm-hmm. deborah's being super shady the movies that they're watching at the theater seem a little too real. Like, the effects seem a little bit too real. So he's starting to piece things together. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, his his mother's just trying to get closer to him. And she's trying to understand what the big fascination is with all these, like, yeah movies that um, he's into. Which, you know, by all means. Yeah. I get that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at, you know, Deborah's on the, Deborah's on like the local news, like the, the talk, the local talk show, yes. like, you know, talking about her movies and like, you know, the, the meaning behind them, how she makes them or whatever. Um, there is a scene where like Mr. Twiggs, like she's basically like thanking him for like being her biggest supporter and he like, she like lets him feel her up and then is like making out with him. And them. then she starts making out. Yeah. yeah and uh, he's, and he's old. He, and I, he, like, and, he, he's kind of, he's got like a Vincent Price vibe. Yeah. So in, case, in case anyone listening has not seen this movie, y'all should. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's a very, he's got a very, very big Prince, uh, Vincent Price vibe. Well, so. because earlier in the movie, when Evelyn's talking about like, I don't have a husband, I don't have, I don't have kids, I just I have yeah, me and my cats. cats, and I was like, oh, it's me and my life. <laughs> and I was watching this scene, I'm like, oh, a horror movie fan hooking up with an old guy. Also, <laughs> also my life. Like, the parallels are just fucking un- unbelievable in this. Nice. Um, so, at this point, uh, Deborah is gearing up for her first feature-length film. She's not doing shorts anymore. She wants to do a feature-length film. And she's... Um, Before... Not to interrupt you. No, it's fine. But before you go into that... um, Stephen does go to the theater. Stephen goes to the theater with with a cop. cop. Yeah. 
And Deborah is, is having just a... like he's just an insane fan. Yeah, they they walk into the theater. Like he's an obsessed fan. Yeah, and they, he he's brings... obsessed with me. Stephen brings the cop. He's like, listen, I don't know what happened to Claire, but I have an inkling because now I can't reach my other friend. And the Who last was also going to this theater. Yeah, and like he had gone to see if Judy was done with her interview and could hear screaming. And yeah. Mr. Twiggs was like, "Oh, we're just making a new movie," and like closed the door on him. So he, like, yeah, I think the thing that with Judy is that they basically just bound and gagged her and threw her in the attic. Yeah, they did not kill her. Yeah, they did not torture her. Because way. when we not see anyway. when we see the attic again, it's when Stephen shows up with the cop. Yeah. And Deborah is like very dismissive of Stephen and basically telling the cop like I have better I have better things to do I'm having right, like I'm, you can't search yeah without like a warrant yeah I'm I'm doing my my annual soup kitchen and she's like feeding they all are the homeless doing people the soup kitchen yeah and Stephen's like when the hell did this start because they've never done that before no, and that's new. and it cuts to like the attic and the attic is just filled with like dead or <laughs> unconscious homeless people yeah. but Judy is also there tied yes. up. Um, so she's like, you know, you're going to have to come back with a search warrant. Because the cop's just like, we're just looking for two girls that the last time they were here, like, the last time they were seen was here. Yeah. Is there anything that here that can help us? And she dismisses them. Although I, I, I appreciate that, that the cop doesn't, like, accuse Stephen in any way. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, I'm not going to go crazy and just accuse this kid when there's clearly no evidence. And also right. it seems like he's trying to help. Yes. So I appreciated that. So he goes to get the search warrant and tells Stephen to, like, go home. Yeah. And... Deborah has has talked about how she's preparing for her like her feature length yes. movie, which I'm assuming was like the homeless people. Like, oh, she's this is going to be her big finale. Like is she like, already killed a bunch of people. Yeah, like this is great, and um, and she's just started casting. Yes, that's what she tells the cop when they're there. Yeah. She's like, I, you know, I'm I'm making a new movie. We just started casting, and I'm doing my soup kitchen. Like, I don't have time for this. Right, and so um, back at the house. Yeah, back at his house, Stephen is talking to his mother, and she's talking about, like, well, how about I go to the movie with you? Yes. And he's like, no. It's like, <laughs> no, that's not a good idea. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to go. He was going to go, yeah. But because I think uh, Deborah gives him, like, a couple of uh, a couple of tickets at one point. I believe she does. Yes. Yeah. To, like, as, like, oh, because he's outside after the cop leaves. And yeah. she comes out to talk to him. And she's like, I'm so disappointed in you. I thought you loved me. I thought you were my biggest fan. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But you're like, you're nothing. Like, you know, you don't have star quality like I do. But, like, here's two tickets. And but like, she gives tickets to her uh, yeah. premiere. Yeah. And, like, at this point in the movie, Natasha Leone has never looked hotter. Like, she, <laughs> she's so hot. She's so fucking hot in this movie. Um, so. <laughs> Watch Poker Face. Oh, I love Poker Face. Oh, I started it. It's so, it's so good. good. I love her. Love her so much. Um. So, she's going to have her feature-length movie, and so it is, like, I think it's, like, the night of the movie, mm-hmm. and Steven's going to the theater because he wants to see if Judy's there, if Claire's there, like, these people that are going right. missing. Right, and there's, like, this wicked long line. It's so long. Outside. Yeah. And Meanwhile, like, he finds his mom. Right. She's <laughs> She has bought a ticket. She has bought the last ticket. And she's not leaving. Nope. But it also is worth mentioning that he runs into Claire's friends who, like, knew Claire had been with them. And they're basically mm-hmm. flat out accusing him they're, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they go into the theater. And at the concession stand, they're giving out free drinks to do a toast. <laughs> they're going to have, like, a special toast before this feature-length movie. Very Jonestown. That's that's what somebody says. They're like, oh, it's very... One of the queens. Yeah, one of the drag queens is like, oh, this is very, very Jonestown. Jonestown. Like, this is so dark. I love it. Um... So they are in this sold out theater. Yep. And Steven is sitting with his mom mm-hmm. and everyone has their cups 
and he actually goes around telling them to not drink yeah he's it. like there's there, there's poison in it like she puts something also in it. like you see where she, she does put cyanide in it there's cyanide but in they're it, doing yeah. it like right behind the concession stand yeah and nobody notices yeah nobody sees shit um <laughs> so uh at one point he's telling he's like he's like you know guys don't drink it it's poison it's poison and one of claire's friends is so fed up with him and and she's like the only person who's a murderer here is you yeah. like i'm gonna get drunk and she just starts and she just and, like, people are handing her their shots, and she's just, like, throwing just them back. taking them all right yeah. then and there. Not waiting for the actual toast the actual that they, toast. Were, they were intending on doing. So, when Deborah comes out, she's, like, trying to lead the toast. And the rest of the crew comes out. Like, the twins come out. Adrian, Adrian comes out. Mr. Twigs. And they're filming the crowd. Yeah. And she's, like, like you can actually see it on yeah, the screen. On the screen. And she's, like, you guys are going to be a part of my feature-length movie. Like, yeah. this is this is, like the big finale and the it like cuts to the girl who yeah, had been drinking i think she was gonna murder judy in real time yeah well it cuts to the girl who drank all like the cyanide and she ain't and, looking too and, good yeah and i was like did she, and, but i mean like at one point like you know she 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 deborah tries to lead everybody in the toast and steven again stands up yeah and he's now like he's standing up and he's yelling yelling like, don't do not drink do this. not drink it it's poison and <laughs> the girl this girl stands up and tells him to shut the fuck up but she's like but straight her up face and i'm like did she drink cyanide or battery acid like what right? the, what cyanide does like well it was that well i don't know i don't think cyanide would cause massive boils on your face that quickly anyway but, right like i'm pretty sure you just foam at the mouth and you're dead yeah i don't think you're i think it's it's a longer than just you're dead, but I'm not. I don't think you're forming uh, boils on your skin. No, like I've it, never drinking punch plates with cyanide. It was like, I don't actually know. I wasn't at Jonestown, um, but she, even then, she stands up and tells him to shut the fuck up. It's fucking... and her face is like insane. Yeah, it's it's like the fly with Jeff. Yes! <laughs> like Colum. It's like she's like morphing into the fly. Yes. Um. So. Uh, Deborah, Deborah is like, you know what, you know, Stephen, this this next scene is just for you. Like, get fucked, basically. Yeah. And it cuts to, uh, she's got Judy tied up. Yes. And at this point, like, when the girl like fucking like passes out and she's like, like bursting with cyanide, everyone <laughs> kind of freaks out because there's like a few other dead people in the crowd too. Like they have drinking the the cyanide and they're dead. Yes. And, people, and I even like like the queen, like the drag queens. Are like wow, this is it's like so realistic, like well done. Yeah, like thinks it's all it, like say it was like all a a show, really. Yeah, but it's not. Well, like one of them looks over at her friend who's like very clearly like dying. <laughs> That's tough. And she's like, "What's wrong with you?" Like that's so funny. <laughs> right. But they all decide like, let's get the fuck out of here. But the theater doors have been locked, and yes, they cannot escape. And Steven runs to the back of the theater because he can see Judy on the screen who's tied up, but still alive. Yes. And he's going to go try to rescue her. Meanwhile, the twins are pouring gasoline on, like, everything because they're going to torch the whole theater while everybody's in it. Yeah. And that's, like, their big finale. Yeah. Like, that's what they're going to do, which seems counterproductive because she's trying to save the theater. So I burned it down. (laughs) That was my only thing. Well, she probably would have made enough money to rebuild it at that point. True. But still. Um... Steven does get to Judy and he manages to like fend everyone off like to like cut her loose from yeah. her restraints because they they have bigger fish to fry and that's setting the theater on on fire right. with everyone in it. So like Deborah and her like Mr. Twigs they make a break for it to go 
finish torching the place while he gets Judy to safety. Right. Or tries like he, to. He has a chance to right. like he cuts her ropes and everything, and, they, and she does get out. So he runs back out to the theater, and, and they're trying to break down the doors. And I forget how they get a key. Some I think Mr. Twiggs had a key. Yeah, I can't and, really remember. And one of, one of Stephen's friends, like... They just like he's got an axe or something, and he's like threatening to like cut them into pieces. And I think like one of them just takes like a film reel. It might have been Judy takes like the film, like the empty film reel, and just smashes them over the back of the head with it. And they get the key to get out of the theater. Yeah. yeah. Um. But they can't escape just yet because unfortunately, Stephen's mom has been taken by Deborah. She gets a hold of Elvira, of Cassandra, <laughs> Elvira, of the Mistress of the Dark. And Steven sees this, like, on the screen because the cameras are still rolling. Still rolling. And he sees her, like, dragging Cassandra Peterson away. Yeah. So he's going to go rescue his mom. Yes. And it does eventually lead him to the roof. Yeah. While everybody else is trying to get out of the theater. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening right here. Yes. So, like, all the all the patrons, if you will, try to get out of the theater. Um, Adrian... <laughs> Oh, this seems so Yeah, funny. this is, was pretty funny. Um, now, so there's enough was, body... I believe it was Evelyn's body. There's enough bodies in the attic that the fucking place is starting to, like, buckle in on itself, coupled with the fact that they're trying to set it on fire. Right. There's, there's a lot of chaos going on. So, um, one of the bodies falls through the attic. Yes. Onto Adrian. Yes. But, like, cavity... Like, severed part, like, over his over head. Over his head. <laughs> so we assume he dies there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really the, see much of him after the, the twins, fact. The twins are trying to stop people from escaping, and they come out with their knives, and yeah. they're, like, after one of the drag queens. And she's like, hold it right there, double mint, which had me dying. <laughs> right? Oh, she's I like, love take them. one they're more like... step, and I'll ruin your cute little faces. Like, it's so uh, yeah, it's so I funny. It's um, so funny. So, like, like you said, like it's it's pandemonium. There's people fleeing the theater. There's other people who are still trying to get out. There's people who are like fighting off the twins and Adrian and Mr. Twigs gets his head bashed in. Yeah. Um. One of the girls like stabs him a whole bunch of times just to make sure he's dead. Like it's, it's right, which is the smart thing to do. Yes. And Everybody should always do that in a horror movie. It's complete chaos. And Stephen makes it to the roof where Deborah has, has his mother his mom, hostage. Yeah. Got like a knife to her. Linda. She's like. By the edge of the roof. Yeah. And anytime he comes a little bit closer, she's, like, getting ready to throw Cassandra Peterson off the roof. Yes. And Stephen uses, like, this form of reverse psychology where he's basically telling her, like, you're nothing. You're a hack. You're yeah, dead. And yeah. He, and he starts, like, talking about her dad. Yeah. Like, he's she's like, a disgrace to your father. Like, you're, you're a, a shitty actress. actress. You're a bad actress. <laughs> yeah. Which turns her right around. Yeah. She's... Like, it did not take much for her to be like, what? Yeah, like, her self-esteem is now shattered. Yeah. And she's back to being, like, mousy and timid. And yes. she starts, like, crying. And in her moment of distraction, Stephen does manage to pull his mother away. Yeah, she gets off. Gets away um, from her. And I think, uh, I think she, like, goes to, like, attack them. And Cassandra Peterson is actually the one who, like, stabs, stabs her. her in the neck. Yeah. She stabs Deborah in the neck with her own knife. And Stephen just shoves her off the roof. Yeah. And you get that cool, like, it, it's kind of like the fucking slow-mo fall and die hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where so Hans, Hans Gruber's, like, going off the roof in slow-mo. Yes, so um, much. And she, like, and, and oh, at this point, too, like, the cops have arrived. The news crews have arrived. They're, mm-hmm. they're aware of what's going on. Like, this is Deborah's, like, she, you know, she was, like, killing people. 
But the teacher shows up looking to have Stephen arrested because she's still convinced that, like, he's he's behind this. He's a bad seed. Yeah, that he's the, he. And one of my favorite things about this is, like, she's such a pain in the ass with the whole movie. You're just rooting for her to get killed, and she never does. It's so frustrating. Yeah. But she's standing there, like, yelling at the cops, like, you should have stopped him when you had the chance, and now all these people are dead because of him. Because she still thinks he's behind all this. Yeah. And Deborah hits, like, the fucking metal thing on the ground and just covers the teacher in blood because yes. she, like, explodes. She, like, hits, like, the, I don't know what those are. Like, so electrical things? It's, like, yeah. That. Like, it's some sort of, like, massive AC unit or something. Yeah. And, and she just smash, smash right on it. Blood everywhere. All over the teacher, all over the cops, everything. Um, Steven gets out with his mom and with Judy and with a couple of other, his other friends. Yes. Um, and while that is happening, Vera and Veda, the twins, yes. get out with their knives. Yes. And the cops are telling them to freeze. Yeah, like, drop your weapons, blah, blah, blah. And they're just standing there with the knives. And one of the drag queens is like, have fun in prison for the rest of your lives, bitches. <laughs> and they both, like, look at each other like, oh, fuck. They literally stab themselves to death. They stab, like, each, other stab to, each other to death. They stab each other to death. Um Steven, like, one of the final shots is, like, you know, he gets questioned by the same news guy who had interviewed Deborah, like, earlier yeah. in the movie, like, during his talk show. Um, you know, if the, if this was made into a movie, would you want to see it? And Steven's like, absolutely fucking not. Like, no. Like, she killed everybody. Like, I'm good. Um, yeah. And he and he's leaving, and we get, like, that last shot of Deborah just, like, you know. Dead. Dead. Because <laughs> you think, like, is she going to come back? Is there going to be, like, this jumpy moment? But that's it. No, like, that's, that's it. it. It's, like, that's the perfect it. ending. Yeah. Um, excellent. And then as the credits are rolling for this movie, we get to see, like, the movie posters for the short films. And I was like, I want all, all of those. Them. I want to buy all of them. Yeah, we have, what, uh, A Tale of Two Severed Titties. Gore and Peace. Gore and Peace. Maiming of the Shrew. Maiming of the Shrew is maybe one of my favorite ones. That was I love a good that one. one. Yeah. And so then, like, some other. Fun. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, there's just so much happening in this movie. But there's so much blood and gore and violence. And I'm sure some of the things we talked about are out of sync, but, like, that's generally the movie. It's just nonstop fun and craziness. I don't think we missed anything. I, I was trying to think of a body count. I lost count after four. I, I, I was up to seven. Okay. And then when the theater stuff started happening... Look at all I'm the like, homeless people. I was like, fuck, I lost like, track. So. I, yeah, I mean, and, the, and it happens. It starts happening in quick succession. Yeah, everybody you know? gets so, killed, like, like you're boom, trying boom, to boom. count, like, you got, like, the first with the mother there. I have the mother. And then there's... Um, the goth girl. The goth, yeah, her. And then Claire. Claire. Evelyn. Evelyn. I think I lost track after Evelyn because, like, after that, it was just, like, all the homeless people... And then, yeah. like, all the people just, like, getting, like, the people dying from cyanide right? poisoning. Like, I, I put like, down, like, uh, Claire's friend there, because she was obviously, you know, dead. Yeah. But, you know, she had a line, so I fucking, I wrote her down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there was, but then, then you have, like, Adrian, and then you have the twins. Yes. You know. Just so many people. Tons and, like, of people. the other bodies that they showed who had drank cyanide. I was like, fuck, I can't, I, I can't I do just, it. Yeah, I just um, lost So it. I just put too many to count. But yeah. This is a lot, though. Uh, star rating, what would you give this movie? Out of five? Yeah. 4.3. I'm going to I mean, it. I might be biased. I love Natasha Leone. I like Beaches of Christ, too. That lady's awesome. Yeah. She's fantastic. I'm going to give it four and a half. Wow. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching this it one. It was super fun, right? And it went by really quick. It like, did. there's so much happening, and it's so funny and so campy. And there's, and- like... As far as the holes go, yeah, 
if there are any, like everything kind of gets tied up. It's so silly. It's just like, but this... it is. It's a cr- incredibly campy. It's super freaking silly. It's so, so much fun. fun. It's so fun. I love a good like funny, gory, silly, just like campy like movie that appreciates horror and the usage of practical effects. Yes. And I had so much fun watching this one. And like I said, like we we dove into it and there's some things that I'm sure were like out of order, but that's basically the movie. Is she's yes. just she is killing people for the Left name of right, art. <laughs> I mean, that that is actually the definition of a snuff film. So they they're all snuff films. Like yeah. killing people for the sake of this mo- uh, the movie she's yeah. making. Um but no, it's super fun. I love the cast. I love the I cast. I love the acting. It's so I good. loved watching the queens run out, like when everything was going chaotic. Yes. Because not only are they like six foot, like with no heels on. Yeah. Then they put on like five inch heels and they have this huge hair. Huge they're hair. Running like... out. They're, they're just awesome. They're so much fun. It's freeze, double men. <laughs> so right? good. Um, um, do you have any fun tidbits about this movie? Yeah, I mean, it was so it was shot at the Victoria Theater in San Francisco. Is that an actual theater? It's an actual theater okay. based on the film. Um, so, Peaches Christ, otherwise known as Joshua Grinnell. Um, Peaches Christ is obviously his drag like name, stage, stage name. name. Yeah. Um, he had a film uh, sh- uh, called Grindhouse, I believe. It was a short. It's okay. based off of that. Um, the title refers to. The 1950 drama film, All About Evil. It premiered at the 2010 San Francisco International Film Festival. Um, uh, Grinnell, a.k.a. Peaches Christ, independently released the film and DVD the same year. So she, like, did all of it. Her Wow. Like, yeah. Um, Leon, Natasha Leone was cast um, from the recommendation of the cinematographer who shot Slums of Beverly Hills. Love it. So Love I was like, it. wanted her. So I was like, okay. So then, Mink Stoll and Cassandra Peterson, Peaches Christ, just asked them if they wanted to be in a movie. Because they were, like, friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, like, well, yeah. Um, uh, what else do I have here? Um, critical response. Uh-oh. <laughs> was it good? Was it bad? It's fine. Uh, Variety, Dennis Harvey of Variety, described the film as a splatter film in the traditional, or tradition, of Blood Feast and Serial Mom. Ah, <laughs> uh, Serial Mom's so good! <laughs> Including the over-the-top perfs and colorful, low-budget production polish. Hit the right notes. Um, however, a good-natured derivative script could have used some, some, you know, could have been wittier, essentially. Um, so, fun fact about Peaches Christ. <laughs> So she always loved horror. Um, she worked at a manager as a manager of the Bridge Theater in San Francisco, where I say she he also staged weekly midnight movie events dubbed Midnight Mass, which I would have gone to that so much. You got to come to the Coolidge with me, one right? Of these nights. Uh, featured co- it also had they also did like featured costume contest drag shows, obviously. Yeah. Other events based on the films being shown, like it's one of those independent theaters that are just super fun. Um, Midnight Mask, the Midnight Mask concept was creating into a 2007 television series, Midnight Mask, with your host, Peaches Christ. Love it. Performing as his drag persona, obviously, Peaches Christ. Which, I don't know how I'd miss that. (laughs) Funded by Mark Cuban. I don't understand that either. Um, 
but it has something to do with him purchasing Landmark Theaters, which also owned and operated the Bridge Theater, which oh, I don't okay. know if that was actually, that was in San Francisco, because I know that she's originally from Maryland. Um, I don't know how much this movie costs to make. However, I know that it made just shy of 8000 domestic. Um, it ran a tour um, from July to November, I want to say in 2010. And there was a limited release on June 17th. Okay. In 2010. So I don't know how much, it, like, it didn't obviously make a ton. It was obviously super independent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, what it actually costs to make. But I loved it. I was going to say, this great. is. I think she should make another movie. <laughs> this is one of those movies that goes fully meta because they'll show it at midnight on, at, like, Coolidge Corner Theater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a cult classic. It's like right up there with Rocky Horror. It's like an, its yeah. own showing late at night. You can yeah. go and see it. Um, I, I would, yeah. The, like I think about like the independent theaters that I'm familiar with. Like I, I mention all the time, Coolidge Corner Theater does yeah. midnight screenings of like, you know, B movies, horror movies, Grindhouse, Ninja Flicks, just like random, so good, random shit. There was the Bijou that used to exist in Worcester. Yes, which I, I used that. to go to. I remember that pretty regularly. But it's not there anymore. Yeah. Which makes me very, very sad. There's the garden out by me. Right. Uh, there's the Brattleboro Theater in Vermont. Yeah. That every once in a while will show like a B movie on yeah. like a random Tuesday or something. Yeah. But I say bring them back, man. We need more like independent. Right? Like more indie theaters. Like yeah. more indie films. I don't, I don't need any more fucking IMAX theaters Ugh. in my life. I don't need any yes. of that. I don't need any more like regal cinemas. Like give me... <laughs> Give me like oh, there's the uh, the Elm House in oh, Millbury. Yeah. They do yeah. they do uh, rando screenings every once in a while. Yeah, Those are really fun. Check something out. Um, yeah, man, we gotta we gotta go to Coolidge Corner Theater and get like a midnight screening one of these nights. I yeah. think the last one that I did was Cats. We went to a midnight screening of Cats, like, and like like the recent one, like the recent one. <laughs> That was okay. like, yeah, the one with like so J- James Corden and Taylor yeah, Swift. It's yeah. really, and Angela Lansbury, not Angela Lansbury, Judy Dench. Right? And it's just, Taylor it's, Swift. it's so fucking Rebel weird. Wilson. It's so fucking weird. But it's it fun. Is. I see it. It's, it's fun. Because they, so they serve booze and you can just get loaded right. and watch shitty movies at until like two in the morning and right. then, yeah, get your Uber home and pass out. It's so fun. It's so good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was, that was all about evil. Mm. And oh, here's another fun fact. Oh. Natasha Leone and I share a birthday. Really? Oh yeah. Oh She's shit. Awesome. She's a few years older than me, but I love her. Same same birthday. I love it. And Muddy Waters. We I... all have the same birthday. You know who you know who shares my birthday? Uh Linda Blair. Nice. Yeah. She was on an episode of The Nest Singer too. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she does like stuff for. She has like a Greyhound. Was it Greyhound Rescue? I think. Oh. Yeah, she's Greyhounds. doing a lot of nonprofit stuff. Good for her. Yeah, that's what I said. Sharing like, sharing her. birthdays with with cult and and <laughs> horror icons. All right. Um, this is available on Shutter if you want to watch it. I highly recommend it. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's so fun. So. Steph, this was our season finale. Yeah. Not our series finale. We will be back. Yes. But this has this has been our season four finale. Uh, do you have any highlights from this season that you can recall that you want to... Highlights or regrets? It, both. They... They could be. The, I, I think it's. I think it's great that we did Taurus Trap this season. I agree. That was that was a good one. So fun. Um. Sharknado was pretty fun. Our premiere, yep. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Excellent. That was a really fun episode. 
Uh, I regret Zyxis and Resident Evil. I, and I only agreed to Resident Evil because I know how badly you wanted to do it. It is not a B movie in any way. No, it's terrible. Well, neither was Yalorona, but... Yalorona only, only was made for like $9 million. That's pretty low. I don't know. I feel like if I had $9 million, I'd be loaded. <laughs> to me, to me, B movies like, you know, like 30000 it's like birdemic, Are you serious? Birdemic money. Well, first, so, birdemic money. That's the that is the definition, Ashley. <laughs> like Resident Evil was like a forty eight million dollar picture, and it was trash. It was trash. I would have watched La Llorona over that any day. <laughs> I'm saying okay. I'm gonna die on this hill. Listen. Nine million is very a small amount in 2019. To make a movie. True. Was Granted, that a twenty? Was that a twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen. Are we sure? I'm gonna look it up right now. Two thousand four. It was a two thousand four movie. Wait. Resident Lala Evil. Ro- Apoc- oh no, I'm talking oh, about thought, Lala Oh Rona. oh oh! I thought you were talking about Resident Evil Apocalypse. Right, which was about forty five or somewhere in the forties. Oh, okay. From what I remember, at two thousand and four. Okay. Bump that up to today's standards, much more. Okay. That's whereas fair. nine million four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. <laughs> I, I had to think inflation. About it. Inflation. Um, um, yeah, Resident Evil was a joke. Well, we also did a Silent Hill movie, so it just seemed, it seemed fitting to... Did it? <laughs> it did! It seemed fitting to do one of the Silent Hill shitty spin-off movies, and then a Resident Evil shitty spin-off movie, other than the original movies, I mean. Like, the original Silent Hill is, is good. It's a good movie. Um, it's not great, but it's good. Uh, the original Resident Evil is trash, but I mean, compared to the nonsense that came compared after to the it, nonsense it's, afterwards, infin- it's like, infinitely better. Like I mentioned before, as a standalone, I think it's okay. Yeah. It's not great, but it's okay. If it didn't have anything to do with Resident Evil, <laughs> which is the problem. Yeah. Making, because Jill, now, making Jill Valentine look like a bitch. Right? <laughs> oh my God. That was so obnoxious. Um... We did Curse of Chucky. That, that was, was super that fun. was super super fun. Um, what else we got? I mean, we did we did ten episodes this season. Yeah, and I think I think all of them with the. Ex- I mean, the Resident Evil movie was bad, but the episode was fun. We had a lot of fun doing that one, mm. talking mad shit, eating good I, food. I'm pretty sure the first thing I said after I took off this microphone was, "Boy, I'm glad that's over." <laughs> I wasted hours of my life on that. So we are Again, after I saw it the first time. Well, just because just because the season is over doesn't mean that we're not coming back. We're going to be back in twenty twenty four. We're going to take a little bit of a break for the holiday season, uh, a little break for the new year. Get our ducks in a row, plan out the the next season, and then we will be back. I would say maybe like what early February. <sighs> I was going to say March. Yeah, we could do March. You need a longer break? We could do March. It's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll be back in early 2024, but we do have it one. Will be early 2024. Yeah, we, we do have a final gift for the 2023 holiday season that I was debating doing it last year because it was our, our first year last year doing this podcast. Um, but now that we kind of have a schedule in order, you and I talked about it, and I think. I think we can... Against my better judgment. I think it's going to be really fun. Let's just say it's a <laughs> part of the B-movie genre. It's definitely part of the B-movie genre. That's, that tends... To, I, I would say it tends to be overlooked, but maybe not. It's got a pretty big following. It does. Like, my sister-in-law loves this shit, but I... 
I talked to Steph, and we have decided that a gift to all of our subscribers and followers. Now, I'm not going to give them the specifics. I'm just going to tell them we are going to be reviewing a different kind of B movie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in honor of the holiday season. Um, And it may or may not involve Hallmark in some capacity. So that will be... (laughs) Speaking of which, (laughs) Hallmark researchers say they are close to developing a second movie plot. (laughs) It's it's no longer going to be Big City Girl Goes to the Country meets a lumberjack slash in-owner slash widower slash baker. Maybe if I watch those backwards... It'll be this country bumpkin dumps her loser cowboy boyfriend Goes to, to go to the big city and, become and a CEO. Becomes, a, becomes a girl boss CEO. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd like to watch. Um, so, yeah, if you uh, if you follow us on social media, again, we are at Baking to the Bee Movies on Instagram, Baking to Bee Movies on Twitter. Um, and if you subscribe to our podcasts, you know, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, I think we're on Audible, we're on Amazon, we're on all that stuff. Um, we'll have the details for you shortly. But yeah, we're going we're gonna to get a little festive, and we're going to get a little bit rom com and we're going to get a little bit predictable with the plot, because they all have the same plot. I just want to say that I'm against this. I think it's going to be very, very fun. I'm sure it's going to be fun for you. <laughs> you're you're going to enjoy it. Mm. Hey, you know what we didn't talk about? What? Your recipe for this episode. I know. We're going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> because... Well, it was so funny because I had I had a game plan for <laughs> yeah. Please sell this, Ashley. I had a game plan for the <laughs> recipe. I had I had something in mind, and then I wanted to do something festive because Christmas is coming, and we can't stop it. It's just it's coming. It's coming whether we right? want it to or not. I wish I um, <laughs> so I wanted to do something that was festive, but also. I also wanted to tie in the movie to some capacity. Well, yeah, and, that's the whole premise. Actually. Right. No, I get that. It's just, it's hard It's hard to do, like, when this movie is just so, so like, just insane. There's just so much happening. That's, it's hard to, like, pin down, like, one thing that's going to tie I in mean, perfectly. So I was thinking it about... Was, it, the majority of it took place in a movie theater. Right, which I got me like thinking... A movie uh, right. food. It got me thinking about... It got me thinking about, um, like, things that I like to eat when I go to the theater. Now, I'm a big popcorn fan, but we've already done popcorn. When I, when I, well, we weren't supposed to do popcorn, right. but we did it because of your candied apples. <laughs> I will, again, die on this <laughs> die hill. Die on that hill. <laughs> um, the, you know, I, I, like, I like salty stuff when I watch a movie, but on occasion, I also like sweet stuff. And sometimes I like a little sour. And sometimes I, I like a little crunchy. So I decided, <laughs> and also I... I like just described every. Yes, well, that's the point. When I'm watching a movie, I eat all of it. Right. Well, I, you know, sometimes I like things to be a little bit cheesy. So, you know, like nacho cheese and stuff like that. Like I'll I'll eat nachos or I'll eat popcorn or I'll eat candy. So, like you couldn't just sell this one and say like this was movie was very cheesy. So I did today. Well, this recipe is very cheesy, much Mm. like a lot of this movie. But also it's such good. But cheese. also it combines all of the flavors and textures that I like when I'm watching a movie and just snacking mindlessly. So I did a baked cranberry brie walnut dip, which is not only festive but combines all of the flavors that I like at the movie theater. So, meanwhile, if you try to order a, <laughs> a brie cranberry walnut dip at a movie theater, 
they'll look at you like you have three heads. Well, do you remember what I was saying in our last episode where you just simply pack the rotisserie chicken in mm-hmm. your bag? This, same thing. Just put that brie dip right in your bag. <laughs> grass all right. And just bring, I mean, bring it in. Buying the, stuff at all, the theater. We all sneak shit into the theater anyway, so right? this is no exception. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention about this movie that I forgot to mention earlier is that did you just notice that when they're ordering concessions at the theater, they all just say soda or diet soda? They don't specify. They don't specify a soda at all. Yeah, I noticed that. So the next time I go to the theater, I'm so, going to order a diet soda. And when they're like, and see what happens. Just, if they hand you something, don't drink it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So this recipe is, I, I made it. It's it's super easy. You watched me make it. You basically take your, uh, you know, your block of brie, um, and it has to be a block because that's the whole point. Um, you are going to cut the top of it off. Some some of them already come, like, without the, what is it called? Like the crusty, not the, the crusty. The, the shell the, or like whatever. The, the, yeah, essentially it's a shell. Sometimes it's paper. Other times it's just, like, a hardened, like a hardened part of the cheese. You're going to cut that off because yeah. you are going to basically take your block of brie. You're going to cover it with cranberry sauce. And it can be, like, I did, like, the whole berry cranberry sauce. Or you can get the jellied ones and just slice it. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, you're going to cover the top of the brie with cranberry sauce. You're going to like, kind of like pack it around the sides to make sure that the cheese is covered, like kind of all the way around. You're going to sprinkle it with walnuts and the zest of an orange. Then you're going... (laughs) Mine didn't have a much berry orange zest on it, actually. That's because I forgot to put that in in the one that I made today. But that's how I usually make it. I put the zest of an orange in there. I'm just giving you shit. That's all right. Um, so you're going to cover the cheese with the cranberry and the walnuts. And you can also use like any, like if you're not a walnut fan, I just chose walnuts just because I, I like them personally, but you can do like pecans, pistachios, pistachios. it doesn't matter. Any kind of, yeah, any kind of nut that you have that you want to, exactly. Um, you are going, yeah, you're going to take that and you are going to cover it. I buy like the rolls of puff pastry, um, that you just kind of like spread out and you can cut it however wide or long that you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to kind of put a block of, not a block, a sheet of puff pastry over the brie. And then you're going to flip it and you're going to like fold it over. Like kind of like you're wrapping a present, but you're using dough. <laughs> um, and then you just flip it back back around so that the, the brie, um, the, I'm sorry, the cranberry sauce on top of the brie is on the top again. Give it a quick egg wash. You bake it at 400 degrees for about 35 to 40 minutes. You just want to make sure that the egg is cooked, that the dough is cooked and rising a little bit, and that the brie cheese is melted because there's nothing worse than, like, you go to, like, cut into it and the brie is not melted and it's still hard. (laughs) So 40 minutes at 400 degrees is usually the best because it melts everything, it cooks everything. You take it out, let it cool for a few minutes, Serve it with a spoon and some crackers so that people can scoop it out. If you want to use bread, however you want to eat it, or whatever you want to eat it on, I use crackers. Um, And you got yourself a festive dip that is salty and sweet, a little bit citrusy, crunchy, all of those textures that I like (laughs) at the movie theater. Boom. Tied it in. There it is. (laughs) Fucking did it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Final episode of the season. Absolutely crushed it. Okay. I also said that at one point, uh, Natasha Lyonne's dressed like Marie Antoinette when she when she uses the guillotine. And Brie is very and French. And Brie is a French cheese. There you go. Yeah. Boom. There it is. <laughs> Fucking crushed it. Yeah. 
Everybody should watch this movie. It's great. It's great. And the recipe is great. The recipe is very good. I mean, we yeah. can actually talk about the dip now because we had it. I made we it. We did already have it before we did this episode. Yeah, we ate a lot of food. I mean, it was food. good. <laughs> it was good. It was, you know, there was a little not much orange zest there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> then I went and t- told you, I'm like, that's fine because zesting sucks. Zesting is the worst. Zest- zesting is the worst. I was zesting a lemon one day for some lemon zucchini bread I was making and a swarm of bees almost <laughs> happened in my house because bees are attracted to lemon. Yes. So, and I just took a bunch of frames out of my hive to get some honey. Oh, God. So all the bees were like, <laughs> right? Like, what did you do to my home? <laughs> so they were all out and about, and now I'm zesting an or uh, a lemon on a hot summer day, and all of them just came, like, into my house. <laughs> so... I have not zested since then. <laughs> yeah, I I was I was halfway here and I was like I forgot an egg, and I which forgot, is fine and I forgot I have orange. Chickens. <laughs> I was like I forgot my orange, but you know what? I just added a little bit of extra cranberry, make it it's a little fine. bit. Yeah, it's, it's all fine. good. Although cranberry and orange, it's it's great. It's a great combo. yeah. That's a great combo. Yeah. But I like you know I like the walnuts. It adds a little crunchiness yeah. to it. Yeah, the cheese Salty. is nice and gooey. Yeah. Um. Also, be mindful of when you're using your puff pastry. Don't, like, don't use so much puff pastry that it basically, because, like, at one point I opened the oven, I was like, uh-oh. Because it, it was getting a, a little, blowout. it was a little bit big. It got kind of big. <laughs> it got a little bit big. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's. Like, that wasn't the size of the brie when you put it in there. That's just the puff pastry. <laughs> That's just the puff pastry getting oh, huge. lots of air in there. Um, But, yeah, it's, like, a nice festive recipe for Thanksgiving or yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it would be a very good, very festive holiday yeah, and, treat. And it does tie into this movie if you force it, <laughs> like I just did. It's, like, it's, like, this recipe was I'm trying to get a, a square peg into a round hole. That's, 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 just jam, right? jam right? it in there. So Ashley messages. So we already had a plan for this movie, right? We did movie, have a plan. Right? We did have a plan. So Ashley messages me this week, like, like two days ago. Yeah. And she's like, hey, is it cool if I do this instead? And I'm like, okay. I mean, whatever. Do what you want. But you got to sell that shit real good. I think I, think I <laughs> She's like, I'll, I, I I'll sell it. it. I can do it. And I'm like, okay. I can do it. Well, the original plan involved pretzels. Yeah. But then I also remembered that I am actually allergic to some kinds of pretzels. Oh, so, yeah. Aren't, wasn't it the salt? Um, there's, I remember you mentioning that. There is a certain kind of sodium. It's it's yeah, not. It's, it, it, it used to be. It used to be used. I forget the kind that it's some crazy name of the. So it's like one of those long fucking whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like un, like oh that that's not found in nature. Like one of those things. Oh, yeah. It's that's that's made in a lab. Um, <laughs> it used to be big in like the the nineties. Like all the like all the salted snacks use that kind of sodium. Yeah. And I would like have lunch. Like my mom would pack me lunch when I was a kid, and I'd just come home covered in hives and but it was so good that I didn't want to stop and she'd be like you need to stop eating these like stop it and then at one and then when we had like that big health renaissance in like the early 2000s where it was like hey like this shit is not good for you and people started using like different kinds yeah of like salty substitutes like the sea salt stuff yeah and and, and, like yeah and that became like the more the the go-to I was like I never use iodized salt anymore yeah the hives started going down so when I was like, oh, I could do something with pretzels. This might be cool, like a pretzel. And then I was like, oh, actually, like I have to be really careful because 
depending on what I put in it or if I'm not thinking and if I don't read the ingredients on what I'm buying for it. Yeah. There's, there's a good po- – no, it's not gonna, like I go into shock. Like my right, it's not an up. anaphylactic shock. Yeah, no, you don't got to EpiPen me or anything. Right. But, like, at the same time, I also don't want to be here, like – furiously scratching at my arms and legs <laughs> right. and being like, let's talk about this movie while I'm while my, horribly uncomfortable. Yeah, while my, my skin's, skin's while my skin's scaling like a goddamn reptile. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I opted for this because this this is really good ingredients. You can't go wrong with brie. You can't go wrong with cranberry. Puff pastry, if you work with it and, and you're kind to it and, and, and nice to it. I've <laughs> never worked with puff pastry. Like puff pastry. I'm afraid. To, I would love to work with puff pastry. I'm afraid to use puff pastry because <laughs> I'd somehow screw it up. Plus, like, I feel like the only people that ever use puff pastry are, like, legitimate, like, confectionists and, like, cooks. Well, look, I mean, yes, chef. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it came out good. It I enjoyed it. Good. I enjoyed it. And also, in terms of like reheating it, I I would recommend if you have extra leftover, depending on how many people you're feeding and how big it gets, because it does tend to get big. Um, Dough heat, rises. Yeah, <laughs> you heat it. Heat it in the oven, or like you said, maybe like an air fryer, because yeah. like and and don't do it for too long because it will get a little mushy. But yeah, I yeah, think. I think an air fryer, at least an air fryer, would be fine because it retain its crispiness, right? But Which, microwave, it would just yeah, it's gonna get soggy <laughs> as shit. Um, yeah, see, we got the recipe done. We recapped the season. We talked about a Christmas special. I think I think a Christmas special is fun because I love Christmas specials. Like the California, so do I. The Cal- Batman Returns, boom. California Raisin Christmas special is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. The Married with Children Christmas special with Let's, Sam Kinison. Oh my god, I love that movie. I love that I love that episode. I love that episode. See, it every not every um, not every year, but every once in a while I think we could do what we have planned and it'll be fun because it's it's kinda like being like, wait, they're doing what now? What they're what kind of shocking is this gonna be like a feel good episode? It's not. It's it, not gonna be a feel good episode. It will not be a feel good episode. It's going to be silly and stupid, but... Oh, let's not forget the Peanuts Christmas. Oh. I'd love me some Peanuts oh. Christmas. Do you remember the Garfield Christmas special? Vaguely. With the grandmother and uh, Garfield gifts her. He finds, like, a bunch of love letters that the grandfather had written her. And I cry every year when I think uh, about it. Like No, I don't they're visiting. They're visiting John's family. <laughs> and John. <laughs> they're visiting John's family. Garfield becomes close with the grandmother who's... Just like she's got one foot out the door, she's on her way out. Yeah. But uh, and her and Garfield become very close. Like she, he just sits in her lap and she pets him, and he doesn't know what to get her for Christmas. And then he realizes, like you know, he gets like a whole thing about the Christmas spirit and mm-hmm. spirit of giving. Because you know that's he, what it's about. Exactly. Except that it's not about that at all, and it's nothing but commercialism. Exactly. But he goes up in the attic and he's looking for something, and he finds all these old love letters that the grandfather had written to her and he like gifts them in a nice box for her for Christmas because she had misplaced them and she's like so touched by this and I just remember being a kid being like oh this is sweet (laughs) no I was still jaded at like six years old I was jaded I love Christmas (laughs) I mean I like aspects of Christmas yeah but as a whole I could take it or leave it I could. <laughs> Can we just get a second Halloween? <laughs> right? Well, Christmas is my second Halloween. Gremlins. <laughs> Krampus. Krampus. I hated that movie, by the way. Did you really? <laughs> I oh, wasn't no. a fan, but I'll still watch it because 
It's Christmas themed. <laughs> is it Silent Night, Deadly Night? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. I'd say one through five, but the first one doesn't even count. So it's really just two through five. <laughs> or the Tales from the Crypt Ooh, Christmas episode. That's a good one. That is an, that's excellent, an excellent episode. Um, yeah. That's some good stuff right there. Well, we ha- we had done we had done a we had done Jack Frost I think last year for Christmas, and was it Jack Frost or Ginger Dead Man? Ooh, because I, th- I think we did Jack Frost and Ginger Dead Man in that same in month. the same season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a couple of Christmas because we were movies. doing it like seasonally. Yeah, and and we wanted to do something kind of seasonal for this, and we were just like, you know, we can't do a horror movie every. We holiday. had nothing to say about this. You. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> everything to say about this, it, and I unknowingly agreed. <laughs> you're, listen, we we have a couple of ideas pinned down for the movie that we're going to choose, yes. and I think we're I think both are going to be hilarious. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to have all sorts of things to say. I'm very excited. I'm very excited <laughs> to hear it. So that's going to be on the book soon. Um, it's but, a special bonus episode that we're giving you guys. Yeah. It's, have fun with that crap. It's our Christmas present to you. You get garbage. <laughs> Hot garbage. Hot garbage. But I'll make a good recipe for it. That, that was my one stipulation. I'll agree to this if I don't have to cook. The caveat is that I have to do the cooking, which is fine. I'm fine with that. So I will I will whip up a Christmas feast for you. A feast. A feast. A feast. A feast. If you show up to my house. Wright's Chicken Farm. <laughs> Andy doesn't even like chicken. But if you show up to my house with a rotisserie chicken in, in a plastic in, in bag my purse. in your purse, we are not doing this movie. No, I think I think I am ordering be, a pizza and you can go home. I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised. I think the audience is gonna be shocked and appalled in all the right ways. Right. And it's the perfect way to say Merry Christmas and happy holidays before we come back in twenty twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> I wish y'all could see the look she's given me. Right now. <laughs> uh, well, it's like five o'clock and it's dark out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we're into that time of year where it's getting very depressing. Yeah. And it's cold. Well, I think we should wrap this one up <laughs> before, before we kill ourselves. Um, this has been super fun, guys. Remember, you can follow us. You already know all of our handles, but just in case you need them again, we are on Instagram at Baking to the Bee Movies. Ooh. We're on Twitter at Baking to Bee Movies. We can be reached at Gmail at Baking to the Bee Movies. I'm going to emailing Gmail. Gmail.com. <laughs> um, and again, like and subscribe, rate us, and uh, we will see you guys soon before Sooner the rather than later. Yeah, it's it's like the se- today's the season finale, but we do have a bonus, so I'm very excited for that. I know you're not, but I'm very excited for it. Um, do you have any idea how busy I am? I'm just kidding. It's December. I'm not busy at all. I was going to say, I ain't doing shit. Um, <laughs> right? All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you soon. My name is Ashley. And my name is Steph. <laughs>